Today we're answering some more questions and comments on our submission and confidence video. <laughs> that you either hate or you love, but the first question. So Galatians 3.28, there is no male or female Jew or Gentile because all are equal now in Christ, question mark. Now we know each other only by the spirit, question. I respect your view, but what of those that believe it was for freedom that Christ set us free from hierarchies, question mark. <laughs> I won't say that, you can cut that. Um, so this is a, a very common uh, view of the Gnostic um, worldview. So Gnostics believe that the spirit is the only good thing and that the flesh is bad. All of creation is bad. All of the flesh is bad. The world is bad. And to, to receive salvation, the only way out of salvation is to live completely in the spirit. So those are people who believe that salvation is the only thing. That matters. And once you get saved, you might as well die and go to heaven because there's nothing for you in this world. What is often meant by there is no Jew or Greek, it's an attempt to get out of the worldly hardware that we are created with into a purely spiritual or knowledge-based life. The problem with that is that, yes, for salvation that is true, but salvation is not the only part of our Christian life. The next part is discipleship. And discipleship is all about your hardware. So I'll read that, that the context of that Galatians 3. It's talking about, in Galatians 3, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. So the Jewish religion was all about being a male Jewish free man. That's how you received the blessings of Abraham was through being a Jew. The Gentiles weren't allowed. Women weren't allowed. Slaves weren't allowed. You didn't get the blessing of Abraham. But now through Jesus Christ, through the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ, through a new covenant, a new high priest, there is now no Jew or Greek. There is now no woman or man. There is now no slave or free stopping you from receiving the blessings of Abraham, from receiving the salvation of God. Praise God. You know, here we are. We're not Jews, but we have received the salvation of God. We have received the blessing. As God blessed Abraham, he has now blessed us. That's what we have received because of Jesus Christ. If we believe in Jesus Christ, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will receive the same blessing that the Jews received. The same blessing that Abraham received is now on us. That's a wonderful thing. Praise God. But now when it comes to discipleship, yeah, it's not saying you being a woman or you yeah. being a man doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Or, or that there's no more hierarchies. And, and so, well, Scott, how do you say that? Like, why do you say that there's now, that there are men and that there are women? That's, you know, half the problem today in our, in our current pop culture is this Gnostic religion of like, yeah, maybe there aren't women or men. Maybe God didn't make you what he made you. You're free to think whatever you want to think and be whatever you want to be. Maybe there are no hierarchies. Maybe there is no dad and mom. Maybe there is no policeman and judge. Or that there is no uniqueness to your culture or how God created you uniquely, what color he made you. None yeah. of those, like God made us a certain way so we could live in the fullness mm -hmm. of those things. And we can live redemptively. Like yeah. I am a redeemed woman of God. Yeah. And that's it. You know, diversity is not everybody conforming to one public culture. Diversity is the personal uniqueness that God made each person with. That is the true, if you want to be a person who's for diversity, it's like you were made a woman with 
this height, this genetics of your parents who came together in these this skills. culture, these skills, this personality. You're born with this language and this culture in this place. That's a wonderful thing that God made you. Why would you try and escape that? And so our culture tells people to escape that by Gnosticism, by saying there is no such thing as a family. You don't have to obey your parents. You don't have to honor your parents. There is no such thing as a nation or a people or a tribe. You don't have to uh, be responsible or have obligations toward your people. There is no such thing as male or female. You can be free from all of these worldly evil trappings. And for us, it's like, no, we want to disciple all of those things. We want to disciple being a man. We want to disciple being a woman. We want to disciple being an Anglo white English speaking person. We want to disciple being in America. We want to disciple your age, like the yeah. different ages you're going to be doing different, different things. things. So discipleship is so important. So salvation, it does not matter who you are, where you are, what you've done. The Lord Jesus Christ will save you where you're at right now. Praise God. Discipleship must now look at where you are and say, okay, here is your context. Let's define your context. Who are you physically on this earth for the rest of your life? And how do we become discipled to obey God, to honor God in all these things? So Joseph was a slave in a prison. That was the context of his discipleship. How did he honor God as a slave in the prison? That was the walk of his discipleship. So many women have this victim mindset that they are slaves to the patriarchy, that they are slaves to their family. Well then be like Joseph in that slavery. That is your discipleship to walk out. So many men are victims of, you don't understand these corporations are against me and these people groups are against me. Then be, that is the context of your discipleship. Be Joseph in that environment and walk out your discipleship. We don't throw away our hardware. Our hardware is to be redeemed. It's to be sanctified. It's to be discipled to obey and glorify God. And there are certain scriptures that talk about those things. Like for women, Titus 2 is one of those scriptures. Uh, Paul is saying that they may teach the young women to be sober and to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers of the home, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. So that's direct discipleship talk to ladies. He's saying older ladies disciple the younger ladies to do what? There's a specific discipleship for ladies there. So it then goes on, Titus 2 verses 6 is now to the men. Young men, that's the context, right? It's not young men or women, Jew or Greek, slave or free. It's like, no, young men. Likewise, exhort to be sober-minded. In all things, showing yourself a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say about you. Then he says servants, right? So this is not talking about people who are enslaved, people who don't like where they're working, people who are in a place of bondage and service to other people. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not purloining, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present 
world, this present world. This world is where we are to live. You want to disciple the nations. That's what God gave us a mandate to do. You want to steward creation. That's what God gave us a mandate to do. We love being here on earth. We love living this life. Why? Because God has given us stuff to work at, to be, to do. It gives us purpose. It gives us meaning. You know, in this current culture, it's nihilism and despair because marriage is not a purpose anymore. Family is not a purpose anymore. Being a good man is not a purpose anymore. Being a beautiful woman is not a purpose anymore. Being a part of your nation or your tribe or your country is not a purpose anymore. And so you get all these people who have despair and nihilism and that's a terrible way to live. You're just, you're just waiting for death to be your savior. Whereas we've got a, we've got a hope. We've got a good news that Christ came to save and redeem us where we are. You know, it's exciting. Praise God. And so the last part about we should be free from hierarchies is, yes, in salvation. You know, if you had to join a church and you can only be saved once you become a grand bishop, deacon, Buddha, then that's a bad hierarchy. Salvation is not dependent on hierarchies. But discipleship is. You know, we should honor our parents. We should honor our nation. We should honor those who are in authority over us. We should honor responsibilities and obligations to those who we owe those things. Those are wonderful things. They are an opportunity for us to outwork our discipleship. I would say hierarchies for women is actually a blessing. Uh, this goes into the whole thing of submission. For women like to be able to be free women, we need strong men. And in order to have strong men that take positions of authority, they need women who allow them to be strong men. Because I think that's, I was talking to my friend Julia about this when we were talking about this submission video and she said, uh, it actually broke my heart for feminists. She said, because I think in the 60s, it was the lack of men around that forced them to become feminist. That was like the first wave feminism. And then you said it was and the reason there was a lack of men was because all of the strong men were killed in the wars. When, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. So sadly, like the women were left in a position to fend for themselves. And obviously from the 60s to now, feminism has like rampantly And if you wild. kill all the strong men, the only men that are left are the weak men. Yeah, which are like the white knights that try to like uh, defend the strong women into say and I don't even want to say strong women because I think the strongest woman that you can be is by humbling yourself to be like yeah I actually need a stronger man than me so hierarchies are actually a great thing for women because they protect women and children and allow women to be beautiful and flourish in the things that God created us to do and for men hierarchies protect men and allow men to give their gift you know, if we're just lone rangers out here, like we struggle because you, you can't do life alone. I mean, you can survive alone, but if you want to give your gift, it requires other people. It requires hierarchy. It requires honoring. If you honor someone, you receive their gift. And that's what hierarchy is about. It's about honor. It's about seeing other people and, and giving honor where honor is due. And then also having others give you honor. And you can't have any of that without hierarchy. Praise God. We hope this explains the whole thing of Gnosticism where people just want to live in the spirit and ignore this earth and then they just hope for death to be their savior versus what we think God wants us to do which is to embrace this life, embrace your hardware, embrace your context as a means for discipleship, as a means for glorifying God on this journey of life. Amen.